0: Spotlight. Brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council.
1: Faster my, it's Sarah Hendy here with you until six this evening on Manx Radio. In the next half hour, we'll be taking a trip to the Edinburgh Fringe with William King. We'll be speaking to young Manx talent who are wowing the festival crowds. And Manx delegate Grania Sheard and I reflect on a wonderful week at the Festival InterCeltique de Lorient. In case you didn't already know, I may have mentioned it before, but you can subscribe to this series as a podcast on the Manx Radio website and have every single new episode delivered straight to your device of choice, should you wish. So do that through manxradio.com or through iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Our first report of the evening comes from William King, who's followed some of our local talent to Scotland.
0: Each year, the city of Edinburgh becomes a mecca for performers. People come from all over the world. Asia, Africa, America, Europe. And this year, a group are back from the Isle of Man. And I have been catching up with them. Hello, I'm Josh Moore. I'm Roman Trimble.
2: Hello, I'm Lauren Nicholson. I'm Amy Pierce.
0: And you guys have all been performing in chat room at the Edinburgh Fringe this week, is that right? Absolutely so how do you think the whole thing's been going
3: well we started the whole process about two weeks ago and uh, so we've been rehearsing devising and creating this wonderful piece of theatre that we've had the opportunity to bring to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival we arrived here on Sunday and it is um, we've had three shows so far and it's been going terrifically well and the cast are absolutely loving it it's absolutely great it's such a good buzz and vibe at the Fringe Festival
0: so why is it good for you, thespians, to come and bring your show to the
4: Fringe? Um, well, I think it's all about the atmosphere. Actually, there's just so much great theatre going on, and you really feel like you're part of something because you are just in the theatre world, and it's great. You get proper audiences, paying audiences,
2: and reviewers. Um, it's such a big place for people getting noticed. And for example, one of our one of the Parkinson's Youth Company was scouted by an agent last year. Um, There's reviewers who come in and do professional reviews on your shows that those are incredible opportunities that would only happen at the Fringe.
0: So obviously you people put on shows when we're back home on the Isle of Man as well. What would you say is the biggest difference between being on the Isle of Man doing a show and coming to Edinburgh to do one? Who wants Josh? So
3: in the Isle of Man, obviously you've got, you've got really sort of three sort of main primary venues. You've got your Gated Theatre, which is obviously a huge theatre. You've got your Balakameen, which has quite a lot of screenings and stuff like that. Uh, and obviously you've got the King's Court Theatre as well down south. And obviously you Erin got Art Centre, all that Marina. sort of stuff, Arena. But this is different because we've literally got a hotel room that's been converted into a small theatre.
2: Everywhere there's, everywhere there's venues, like telephone boxes, toilet.
5: Yeah,
3: yeah.
2: Like bathrooms and hotel rooms, and then you get the huge old church, theatres, and things like that. I think it's because the entire city is a venue itself for the French Yeah, definitely a different vibe.
3: It's a whole new
0: world over here compared to the Isle of I guess. What would you say is the hardest thing about bringing a
4: show to Edinburgh? Um, well, I think for us it was definitely the short rehearsal period, two weeks to put this together, which. I mean, I love it, it's great, it's intensive, Um, but you've really got to get organised and get everything done and everything is tight. We have five minutes to get in and set up and prepare and we have five minutes to get back out again. It's because there's someone in right now after us, there was someone in right before us. Everything just happens so quickly, but I love
0: it. So and also some of you have been to Edinburgh before performing, have you all done that?
5: Um, I haven't. Uh, This is actually my first Fringe. Um, I've been to Edinburgh before but not the Fringe Festival and it's been absolutely fascinating to see how much the city changes, how much is going on everywhere and it's really struck me just how much of a community feel there is. Like you can go to a show and then afterwards speak to the cast and talk to them and see what their experience has been like and you end up Meeting a lot of people and making connections with a lot of people, it's been really great. So, have
0: you seen lots of shows whilst you've been here as well as performing
3: in your own one? Yeah, we've seen, must have seen about 20. Good, shows. bad, all that. You have to experience all of it, man. Oh, got yeah. a, you have your really good shows, but the really bad ones are also good because experience. you know what not to do. <laughs> but yeah. it's
4: good, it's enjoyable. There's it's just so much everywhere, you can't avoid it. So,
0: to how, how, this is a bit of a cringy question, but how does it feel to be flying the Isle of Man flag?
2: We forgot a flag. <laughs> <laughs> <No>.
0: but, <laughs> but in general, sort of representing the Isle of Man, how would you say it feels?
2: You know what, it,
5: it's actually, it's really great because there's so many different people from all over the world here performing. And it's really great to show that such a small, um, such a small place, because we've not got that many people in the Isle of Man, it's really um,
2: cool to show that we do have a lot of talent coming from a small place. And when you meet the actors afterwards, people get really excited when you say you're from the Isle of Man. They don't know where that is, (laughs) sounds tropical. But um, nowhere else could you have an audience of people from such varied cultures and places.
3: I mean, another amazing thing about it is that there's been quite a few people that have come over from the island to come and see us and support us which is so amazing like that community spirit of the island because the island is so passionate about supporting everyone and it's nice to see that the island is coming over and supporting us here which is so so incredible okay
0: so obviously you've just done the show and I was watching and oh my goodness so it, it's a chat room and it's it's got a mental health theme really hasn't it Um, mental health is big at the minute why do you
4: think that is I think it's because um, it's a bit of a crisis at the minute in in all honesty I think we're seeing um, a lot of people our age are are dealing with these issues and it's becoming more and more prevalent as time goes on and moreover, I think the more people talk about this the more we get art and things like this out there, the more people can start talking and things can be done about this
2: and at the end of the day the theme of mental health isn't just a play that's why we didn't come out for a curtain call because we collectively decided with a producer and director that the themes and the messes that we were portraying, they're not just a play that you can pretend it's all over afterwards they're really important and people should absorb it and spread awareness of those kind of things. The thing with the themes of like mental health and the internet
5: because chat room it takes place in the chat rooms on the internet it's that um, I, I personally think that the internet um, it's made everyone much more aware of mental health issues because people can share it a lot easier and with the likes of some of the some of the things we've put across in the play and um, what you do on the internet can affect other people and their mental health as well which is a real issue
3: has it been hard dealing with these big topics? Absolutely, I mean, because you don't really know, like, every, at some point in someone's life everyone experiences something in the area of mental health and it's making light of really current issues and topics that need to be talked about. Like Roman said, it is a bit of a crisis and it is nice to um, really sort of make light on these issues and the world that we live in to show the reality of such, and it's not, that's what the fringe is all about. It's really portraying messages and strong messages and important
4: messages. Yeah, when you're when you're bringing a light to characters that are going through these sort of things, being an actor, you, you do a bit. You look into your own self, and I think it in, it is hard. It is hard to embody these sort of feelings and go through that process for a few weeks. Um, yeah. Josh, you you've been here before,
3: have you? Uh, how many yeah, times? Yeah, uh, this is my third time. So this has been my second year performing. Uh, so we started in twenty seventeen with Edelweiss Pirates, and then twenty eighteen we did Eight and Max Fairy Tales, and now this year we're doing Chatroom. And each year is so different, but I mean, it's never. Each year has been so different from one another. Yeah, it's the same festival, but it's so different, which is great. Do you guys have plans to come back to the festival in the
4: future? Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. Like I say, I. The company's been here three years in the past and I don't see that stopping. It's great every time we do it, we have great feedback, great turnout, and it's just an absolute blast.
2: Everyone should experience Edinburgh Fringe.
3: Absolutely. It's so inspiring. I think you leave with uh, inspiration, like you want to come and do your own show, you want to come and do this, you want to come and do that. It's a constant inspiration field and it keeps your momentum and your creative side alive.
5: With everything going on everywhere, you can see like, world-class talent wherever you go you can go and you don't it's not like you have to uh like payloads for a lot of it either because everyone is genuinely here to enjoy themselves put across their messages and show what they can do they're not trying to kind of weed a cel- all your money out of you. Yeah,
2: celebration of theatre and the arts absolutely
0: brilliant thank you everybody thanks very much Spotlight brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council
1: Thanks so much to William King for that lovely, bright and breezy interview from Edinburgh. It does sound absolutely buzzing up there. I've never been before, but I think after that interview, I'd certainly like to. And we go from one marvellous festival to another. On Sunday, we packed our bags and left Lorion into Celtic Festival after another glorious year of Celtic music, dance, art, and sports. This year I assisted Grania Sheard who was our delegate for the Isle of Man and last night we had a little bit of a debrief and catch up over a lovely cup of tea. Okay so here we are, Lorient's over. Can you believe it? What happened? It's it's as though it never happened. It's like it it happens in this bubble and all of a sudden it's not there anymore. I kind of miss it. I know, I feel a bit shell-shocked
6: if I'm (laughs) honest from the whole experience. Like was it a dream (laughs) that's what i mean it feels as though like
1: did that actually happen or did we just have some bizarre shared dream (laughs) well it was one heck of a dream (laughs) wasn't it wonderful um and like i don't know i think because it was our first year as delegate and assistant delegate it was it was a really big one and also because we had our esteemed VIP guests as well, we wanted to make sure that we, we showed it off to its best and, and help them kind of really understand the magic of Lorient too.
6: Absolutely. We, uh, the pressure was on this year, as as you say, because we had the Chief Minister with us and uh, Mrs Masker, MLC, and so we really wanted to impress. We really wanted to show the Isle of Man off to the best of their ability And I can hands down say, I think we achieved that. I mean, our team were phenomenal. All of the performers just didn't pull any punches. You know, they brought out all the stops. It was absolutely magical.
1: Yeah. And watching them in the Grand Parade, I can remember the Chief Minister's face um, when he was sat watching them come through. And he just looked, he looked so involved. And I knew then we had it. Like, he'd, he'd got it because, because trying to describe it to anyone who's not been before, it's... I don't know how big Glastonbury is but 750,000 to 800,000 people it's like a whole world in there and with all these different i mean the costumes from all the countries the the music the art it's incredible how yes we all share these kind of this celtic heritage and yet it's so diverse i learned so much this time around i'm completely in love with those galician singers
6: absolutely they were absolutely phenomenal and a lot of fun you know they kept raising and lowering the tempo they had they brought you on a journey with them it was absolutely fantastic <laughs> <laughs> and yeah like you say the chief minister when he was watching the parade it was just absolutely wonderful to see how much pride he had in in the isle of man folks that came out and danced and you could see him light up it was wonderful and um, i was told by the president of the festival that and um, the number of people that came out to watch that parade was the entire population of the isle of man and that just blew my mind. <laughs> this is a big festival on yeah. a big scale.
1: Gosh, that really helps you get it in perspective, doesn't it? Because, you know, we think the TT's big. This is, yeah, next level.
6: It is. Like, uh, just trying to get our heads wrapped around that is. It took, took all week, probably, to process that fact. But, um, yeah, no, this festival is huge. And the, the fact that the Isle of Man has has a presence there is is an opportunity that can't be sniffed at whatsoever it's it's a really amazing platform to show off our culture, our heritage, our our tourism, our you know the fact that it's it's such a unique island, and it's lovely to be able to share the world with an audience that's really hungry for that.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and also the fact that we we have a, we're on an equal footing. We're one of the Celtic nations, and so we're regarded as equals, even though we're one of the, possibly the smallest nation. We're smaller than Cornwall, aren't we? Are we maybe a little bit bigger? <laughs> Hard yeah, to tell, yeah. um, but we're regardless. We're treated as equally as Brittany is, as Galicia is, or Asturias. Um, we're we're one of the one of the teams. So to take this opportunity is is so very important.
6: Absolutely. I mean, they really get their money's worth from us. <laughs> even if we're a slightly smaller delegation, we are absolutely throwing all we can at this festival, and and it and it shows because. Our pavilion's packed all the time when we've got um, our performers on the stage and all of the festival gigs. Everyone's whooping and cheering. Everyone's, you know, they say, "Where are you from?" You say, Ilderman they go, Ilderman, Man, Like it, the people really go crazy for it. It's really, really heartening to yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, only place I've
1: ever been in the world where everybody you speak to knows where you're from. Like so often, I'm having to draw maps for people or describe. Here's England and here's Ireland, and we're right in the middle. It's um, it's it really is so it's such a surprise when you speak to people and they know where you're from. But also the fact that we can celebrate our Celtic Viking heritage is totally unique. And I don't think that's anything I'd appreciated before, but on the last night as part of sort of the sort of delegation wind down from a really busy week, we had a bit of a gathering, didn't we at the Manx Pavilion, which was just delish. It was so much fun. And everyone came out with runes on their faces and feathers in their hair. And Julia Ashby Smythe had a, um, a raven on her shoulder. Everybody pulled out all the stops and, the attention that got that's not really where we were going with it but people yeah. were coming up to us asking to for us to draw runes on their faces we made a lot of friends that night <laughs> and also a lot of people learned an awful lot about the Isle of Man so I think maybe it's something we should do again next year
6: <laughs> So I think so yeah I mean that was just really to sort of boost morale on the last night when everyone was feeling really tired and ready for home but it ended up sort of drawing in masses of crowds and everyone you know uh, we had Catherine doing hair all night <laughs> we had you painting runes on people's faces and we were having conversations with everyone and yeah. everyone you know the locals they really embrace this festival and they really embrace all the different countries that come and they are so welcoming and lovely it's it's such a nice atmosphere yeah <laughs> yeah
1: nothing quite like it um but we also had quite a lot to celebrate that night because we had two major successes on Saturday the lovely Mira Royal came third in the Kamak Harp Trophy which is quite a feat most of the people in that competition there were 10 of the eight 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 Mm -hmm. people and she came third and such a large number of them were maybe twice her age and she played just beautifully but we knew it was stiff competition and honestly i've I've been i nearly cried when she came third I i was so proud we've we've really got to know her well haven't we and um seen her perform under all sorts of different pressures in different circumstances and she just blew us away
6: yeah, honestly, Mira, Radian, Owen, the Mira Royal Trio, they just were absolute troopers. They embraced everything about the festival because Mira and Raygie, um were both new to it. Owen had come a couple of years earlier, but I think this was a different experience for him. But the three of them just took everything in their stride. They turned up on time. They, they absolutely fulfilled the brief and then some. They just blew everyone out of the park with, with their charm and their, mm-hmm. and their talent. It was just a delight being with them and and having them there at the festival and and it's amazing that Mira was able to finish it on such a high because it was a really prestigious competition this is worldwide this is the international harp competition and for her to become third at 19 years old you know it's a real one for her her portfolio, that one, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Um, and the other success we had on Saturday
1: was that you were awarded um, Delegate of the Year, and it's Grania's first year as Delegate, so this is really quite a big deal. Um, because although... I don't know I think you make it look quite easy and as a team because we're sort of spread out you know there were sort of three of us kind of um, coordinating in various ways and so I don't know we'd tag team certain aspects or we'd be able to drop into a concert for five minutes then we'd have to zip off again so I think I think you made it look really easy because we were sort of like turning up you know being there representing and then sort of dashing off again um, but I, and I think that you kept the true pressures of it all very much behind the scenes um i mean yeah we've sort of shared this journey for the last year and it's really something else trying to pull this together um all credit to you i think you know you've done the isle of man proud in a really big way well done
6: thank you it's really really nice to say and i was absolutely thrilled and shocked when they said my name for that because i was really gearing for the social media prize <laughs> if I have to be honest I was really thought right we, we you know this is within our realms yeah. here and then you know it went to Cornwall absolutely well deservedly because Luana was on it and she was so amazing at covering everything going on but when they said my name I could not believe it at all and it was just so wonderful because Lorian has fair to say consumed me since I took this on in January you know every inch of my free time has been dedicated to getting this trip together and making sure that you know our performers have had somewhere to stay and they were able to get to Lorient and organizing the program of events and getting um more representation for us out there it was honestly it was a crash course in almost it, in negotiations really it was uh, I've learned a lot from it and then to go to the festival and finally um be there on the ground and and just sort of you can't rest at ease because you're on it in another oh, yeah. way oh, but yeah. it was amazing yeah. to be there and just rewarding it in and of itself just to finally see all of that work come together and then the work on the ground that was going on there to make sure uh, all the things were coming together and then just to end the week like that honestly just made me incredibly emotional it, like it's I don't think it's properly hit me yet and mm. on the festival team have been so lovely and welcoming the entire time and you know anytime that I just needed some help with something and I needed to ask people a question and to try and organize something they were just they were just brill they were just awesome and the other delegates as well they are the loveliest folk ever we're a proper family I love them to pieces they you know would help me find out which building I needed to get the festival phone from and where I needed to go to do that and this and the other and it like honestly like it's just an experience that i'll carry with me for the rest of my life Mm. i'm
1: already looking forward to next year next year's the big one it's 50 years of the festival um so 2020 is one that we're really going to be working hard towards but we're going to be we're going to be looking for For musical acts, um particularly those who um who celebrate our Celtic culture. That is one of the one of the requirements really, however you do that. Um but also a visual artist. We've got a team behind the bar who were amazing this year. I think we really gelled, didn't we, Mm -hmm. all of us. It it felt
6: it felt really it felt like a really strong group of people out there showing the world what the Isle of Man's got. And that is a really important point because you're spending 10 days together in an incredibly high pressured situation and you've got to be able to get on or at least work through your you know, disagreements or whatever it is. You've got to be a team player at the mm-hmm. end of it. You just have to be because otherwise you're going to make it miserable for yourself and for others. And to get the yeah. most out of it, you just need to buckle down, realize everyone's in it together and yeah. just get on with it. Be happy, be cheerful, you know, and show the Isle of Man to its best, because everyone going out there is an ambassador to the Isle of Man to a massive world stage, and it's good to it's good when uh, when it works like it did this year. Absolutely, and I think the Fenodry
1: cocktails helped things along quite well, as well as the the Bushies beer too. And um, oh, and those that vodka, those um, Manx mules. Fenodry did a fantastic job of um, keeping us all well oiled this year, <laughs> I'd say. <laughs> Absolutely, and they went down an absolute
6: storm with the French as well, because it's quite unusual in France, isn't it? It's not really mm. a tipple of choice. No, it's not, they're not gin drinkers on the whole and you know they think they've they've got they've got a, an idea in their head of what it is going to be like and then fenodri will come in and blast that one out of the water because they're just so <laughs> creative with it and and you know the, the bottles in and of themselves are beautiful pieces of artwork of course done by julia ashby Smythe, and and it was just a wonderful connection that she was also our featured yeah. artist yeah. this year it just sort of brought it all together love you know in the best way yeah, people were going up to see Julia's exhibition they were seeing the bottles there and Julia had written a beautiful illustrated note in French of go down to the Manx Pavilion and try this and then at the Manx Pavilion we were telling them oh well the artist who, yeah. who designed this is, is just up the road and yeah, so it was just a wonderful and, yeah. bit of synchronicity going on there and absolutely phenomenal drinks i mean i'm really pleased because it meant that it wasn't just beer all week yeah because
1: <laughs> yeah, i mean we love a bit of cider this is actually a traditional uh breton cider cup a yeah, bale yeah. yeah um but we're i mean we're using it to drink tea and i've got my lovely L'Oreal um year of galicia mug two um which is a real winner i love the rainbow on it yeah. um so yeah i think we're gonna carry on winding down and debriefing and sort of thinking about what's coming next year but um but thanks for joining us and uh yeah see you on the flip side (laughs) next year laurie on 2020 for the year of Brittany.
6: yeah it's going to be absolutely amazing we've got a lot of hard work to do that we um i mean we were put at a bit of a disadvantage picking this up in january and this year we're picking it up now so Mm. uh, we've got a lot of hard work to do um and i think it's going to be a strong year Mm, yeah.
1: Yeah, the festival have plenty of exciting things up their sleeves, so more will be revealed. Stay tuned. And that's it for this evening. Thanks so much for joining me. I'll be back next Wednesday at half past five with more creative news from around the Isle of Man and further afield. We'll be looking ahead to the R Island, R World Festival next week, so do not miss it. In the meantime, have a lovely creative week. Slang you!